Hi everyone and welcome to part two of uh, the Doomray Frontier special. I really hope you enjoy it and again Frontiers, Kickstarter, go back it. But yeah, so you know that that leads me on. So, so what stage are you at with the game now? You know, is it is it ready to go alpha? Is it is it? Are you almost there, or you know, where are you in the development cycle? Uh, I am. I am close. In a perfect world, I'd have the alpha out there right now um, during the campaign, uh, mm. but uh, it just wasn't possible. There's not enough. There's a lot of front end stuff that I have to do that mm. lets you you know choose what you're doing and stuff. Right now, um, uh, I literally do that sort of by hand in unity mm. uh, so I, I can't expect players to do that once i've got that all taken care of i can i can sort of send out a demo and, and let people uh mess around in the world and stuff um mm. but of course you know my day job doesn't uh it my, my day job wants to uh curb stomp that uh <laughs> that project at every turn yeah 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 and i you know i think it's it's again it's something that's really admirable because it's something i understand is you know, there is nothing worse than getting to the end of a day's work and then going, time to start on that thing I love. <laughs> uh, isn't this fun? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, it is something I respect. So, you know, but do you think you, you, you know, realistically, it is, you know, January 2014, I know is the kind of date you put out there. And is that is that kind of what you're still aiming for? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have said it if I didn't think it was a, a real possibility. It wouldn't happen by myself. Um it, that could only happen if it got funded and I could bring on um, some people and, you know, uh, outsource some of the artwork, etc., mm. um, etc. Et like, mm. I, I need a team yeah. uh, to pull off that date. Uh, but if I have a team, then it's it's absolutely doable. Um, mm. The uh, Most of the mechanics are in place. A lot of them are, are prototyped or, you know, um, sort of partly functional, but it's all there. Uh, a lot of the world is is there. Um, the, the big stuff, the make or break stuff, like the structures and um, um, uh, stuff like that, uh, and 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 the way I design the world, that's all settled, that's all done. Mm. Uh, so uh, th those are the biggest hurdles. Those are the things where I knew if I couldn't get them working, I'd have to shelve the thing. But I, I made it past those. So yeah. at this point, it's it's filling out content, it's uh, polish, it's lots and lots and lots of playtesting. Mm. Uh, but there's nothing foundational that has to be done anymore. Uh, the 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 columns uh, the columns are there. I've just got to build on top of them. Yeah, and then you know I think that's the thing is so many games I think yeah especially indie games they go to kind of they kind of charge towards the finish line, um, and you kind of go this is a great idea you know it was it was it clearly started off in the right place with the right intentions, mm. but they didn't put enough time into that that kind of that the building those foundations those kind of you know the just the the laws that the world's built on um yeah. and, and and in a programming sense rather than a than a than a kind of narrative sense um, well and again I, I think my my lack of experience um and and lack of trust in myself early on helped because i was so paranoid about moving forward on a project that where i'd paint myself into a corner and not be able to finish it that mm. i didn't even tell anyone about it until I'd been, I've, I've been working on it for I'm, almost a year mm. before I even told anyone it existed. Um, and and was during wife, that, was your wife really relieved that you weren't having an affair? <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was relieved when I when I finally got rid of the the dynamic terrain engine. Um, 
I'd been showing her uh, this terrain engine for six months. Originally, it was gonna. It was the scope of the thing was was um, many times uh, broader than what you see, and uh, there was generative uh, terrain, and um, it was so ugly. (laughs) (laughs) And I kept showing it to her and saying, "Honey, look at this! I made a mountain." And she'd look at it, and I could see the gears turning like how am i going to tell him that that's that this looks like a dog turd um so when i finally uh got rid of that aspect of the game and just wrote it off as too technically ambitious and went with hand sculpted terrain mm. um yeah she was thrilled she finally saw what i was working on she was like ah, i get it i get it i see what you're doing perfect in my head all i have is images of you just picking up your laptop and turning it to your wife and just a single tear just falling from her, <laughs> falling, falling down a cheek. You're not far off. <laughs> just, just, it needs more work. That's fine. <laughs> this is what he's spending his time on. Yeah, yeah. You could be, you could be doing something so much more valuable. <laughs> oh, yeah. it was. It had like holes. I mean, I was doing level of detail on this on the um, uh, cube marching terrain, and and I hadn't patched up the holes. So you look at it, and it looks like. Man, I don't even know if there's a real life analog for how hideous it was. Um, <laughs> just the the grungiest shirt you could pick up at a thrift shop, you know, just just full of holes. And she she'd try to see the landscape behind it, you know, like the, the math, uh, the mathematically generated stuff, and just I I I put her through too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's horrific how close to my life that is. Um... <laughs> Are you, are you? Do you show her like your uh, comic book storyboards or whatever? Yeah, it's um, Sarah um, has this. The guy that I work with, Luke, he he kind of. I'll send him over the script. He'll um, you know he'll start kind of thumbnailing it up because he's a storyboard artist by trade, and okay. uh, then I'll get back these. And because we've kind of worked together for so long, I get back these kind of really kind of abstract, suggestive, just kind of negative space with like a you know like a a chap in the t- in the bottom left and then you know a building and i can no. see exactly what it is and i'll go like look sarah it's my comic <laughs> she just kind of goes yeah <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> um i don't see it and it's just this kind of and you go no no that that guy's firing an arrow into this guy and then that's blood and then it's just like <laughs> it's just like i just really don't see it um and the, the the thing is, is that you get that weird moment where you're like, and this is the person who loves me more than anybody. Like, right. imagine, if, imagine if I showed this to a stranger. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, they just scream in my face and just tear it in half. Um, well, my, my first playtesting session was kind of uh, gut-wrenching. Um, <laughs> the very first time I sat someone else down, uh, apart from like myself and my wife, um, to, to play the thing. And they sat down and did... I mean, it, if I had tried to make them do the opposite of everything that I wanted or hoped for them to do, I couldn't have done a better job. Uh, <laughs> and if I don't, it, it almost seemed like I had designed the game uh, as an exercise to frustrate the player um, and and destroy friendships because <laughs> Maybe that's you could just see like as... rage. <laughs> just a way of kind of a way of just eradicating your friends, just yeah. just getting rid of them. <laughs> Like, are you trying to make me hate you right now? Because <laughs> this game is making me hate you. <laughs> it's like I'll never forget the first time I gave my script, and it was like the first draft. And uh-huh. uh, 
I gave it to one of my friends and it's basically, you know, this the, the kind of idea is it's Lord of the Rings meets Snatch. So it's supposed to be funny. Like it's <laughs> right. supposed to. And I gave it to him and I was just, and I did, you get that weird thing where you kind of, if you, if you lock yourself in a room for long enough, you will convince yourself you're a genius. And, uh-huh. um, and I just remember handing it over to them and they didn't break a smile. And they sat there for 45 uh-huh. minutes and just read the whole thing. And I kind of went, this is just, I've just gone horribly wrong. I've just, <laughs> I just, what have I done? And then, um, and then I, I started talking to them and I realized that basically all the, all the kind of jokes and setups were because we'd built this entire world. Um, everything kind of relied on your knowledge of everything that wasn't in this comic book. Um, so there was kind of all these in jokes and oh. these kind of, you know, weird kind of cross references but because I was so immersed in this world and, you know, like I was giving it to, to Luke, the illustrator, and he was like, yeah, this is really good. You know, it kind of sets this up and sets this up and sets this up. And, you know, it has this kind of, I don't know if you watch Doctor Who, but it has this kind of Stephen Moffat thing where, you know, you get these, <clears throat> you get these kind of, you watch the previous episodes and you're like, oh my God, he was telling me this all along. Why didn't I see it? And um, it just, it just, we concentrated so much on trying to get in all these kind of different moments. Uh, that it just killed the script completely um and it was probably the best thing that could have happened to me um looking back because then i went back and i scrapped the entire thing and started from scratch and then um handed it over to him again kind of you know three weeks later and he was just in bits and i thought (laughs) you know that, that was probably the best that like if he'd have kind of chuckled a little bit i'd have gone i've done my job that's fine yeah. Um, and you know it was probably in doing that 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 and just you know I think you should never be afraid to just kind of abandon a, a project you know you should never be that precious about it um if it gets to that point and and it was it was probably the best thing that happened to me was just that that thing of just kind of scrapping it and starting all over again and now it's you know it's good because I've got a world as kind of you know one thing and then the script kind of builds around it um but it works as kind of a single piece as well. Um, I'm really curious about this thing now. Um. <laughs> well, you can you can be in my limited readership before uh, before uh, before release. It's it's um it's uh, basically I did I did it on my MA. Um, uh, I did a masters, and the guy that I did my masters with was an illustrator, um, and we ended up making a comic (laughs) so it was like that and it was hilarious because every every presentation we had to try and justify it and we and we did i don't know how we were just like you should give us a a master's degree for making a comic and this is why (laughs) so it was probably the most impressive bluff i've ever pulled off in my life um that's a neat trick a master's degree for a comic i I, I pulled off a bachelor's for um a, a, a bunch of like crappy short films but i don't think they would have laughed me out of the room if i tried to uh spring for a master's yeah (laughs) i can be very persuasive i'm uh (laughs) well you're british i mean the accent helps yeah yeah but everybody else is british as well so oh i didn't think of that yeah damn it they foiled my plan (laughs) (laughs) just just walk in try and sound like alan rickman and then just realize that everybody else is on the same thing but um no, but you know, it, 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 I, you know, I will send it over to you and have a read. Um, it's, cool. but it's, uh, yeah, it's 
you know, the, the the thing is with these kind of labors of love is that the main thing is is that you should always be able to see them from the outside. And I think you know, um, it's it's good that you can kind of recognize flaws in your project. That's that's a good thing. Yeah, it's um, like you say. I mean, there's nothing more instructive than the the flatline emotional response. Mm. Um, I uh, years ago, um, I was I tried to write some screenplays. Um, not because I like writing screenplays or because I think I'm a good writer, but because I wanted to make some movies. Mm. Um, and uh, so I thought, well, I'll write some screenplays, right? And I spent I know, a solid three years um, trying to write just just a passable, you know, 90-minute screenplay. Mm. I kind of got close once, but the when I finally gave it up was when I had someone read um, uh, the one I'd put the most work into really. I mean, it was, it was, it was months and months of work. I had them read it. Um, I waited in the other room and, uh, you know, I didn't even watch them while they were doing it. Uh, but when they walked out of that room and I saw the look on their face, I thought, this is not my craft. This is not, I'm not good at this. <laughs> and I'm glad yeah, but... that happened because otherwise I might still be, uh, banging my head against the wall. Um, yeah. it, and... you know, <laughs> you know what that that friend is somebody to hold on to because yes. i think you know there's there's it's like you say you know my wife's the same in that i i can kind of i can present her with something and she'll just go don't get it and if she and because <laughs> the thing is is that you know that you know my, my wife's not kind of involved in the in the creative industry so it really helps because she doesn't kind of go oh i understand the time and effort that must have gone into this so yeah, i should yeah. probably say it's good she just goes yeah <laughs> i don't really understand um what do you want for tea so it's just like <laughs> that's you know, um and i think you know that that is a good thing and it, it's it's funny because you know that everybody in in kind of all creative fields loves to think that they'd be brilliant at something else I, like I, I don't know. I don't know a single person who goes, "This is my job, and that's it." Every, yeah, everybody yeah. in the creative industry, you know, says, <laughs> "Oh, I'm, a, I'm a lighting technician, but I, I really, uh, cinematography is my passion." <laughs> Just like, right, wanna, right. you know, or you know, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a runner on Thirty Rock, but I really want to be a, <laughs> you know, I, I really want to be a gymnast. Um, it's just like they never, you know, there was always something kind of slightly obscure that they want to do. And uh, everybody in the film industry and games industry is a frustrated something else in the film industry or game industry. Um, oh, totally. If we stuck to our garden paths, I mean, you know, uh, I was the web designer who wanted to be, you know, insert whatever I was after at the time here. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> the the funny thing is that even though everyone is that way um it's often <laughs> i often feel like nobody really takes everyone else's uh claims to be that way seriously <laughs> it's like you, it, it, deep down you believe that you might be one of the only ones who could actually break free of these shackles um and, and so when someone comes up to me and they're like oh yeah i do web design but you know, really, I, I want to, you know, make feature films. My my first thought is, hmm, I don't know, dude, that's not realistic. But let me tell you what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's more plausible. Yeah. And it, it is just funny. Like, I don't know whether it's, 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 I guess, you know, you can, it, when you're in an industry of dreamers, you can't get depressed that everybody wants to be the, the, 
you know something else and i think yeah and the funny thing is is that because i've had this happen a few times in my life where i've kind of gone this is what i want to be and then i've done it and i've just gone this really isn't what i want to do <laughs> yeah this kind of sucks <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's not as glamorous as i thought um but yeah and you know i, I think you know I, I have i have friends who who work as kind of uh graders on films and so on and you know like i remember when i first met him and he was like yeah i've just finished working on world war z and i was like whoa and he went yeah i spent 30 hours in a room by myself right. for like eight weeks i mean and, it's uh, just a what yeah, yeah. showing up you know slapping you on the back and giving you a cigar every couple hours Damn. Yeah, yeah. you mean you didn't get to hang out with brad pitt all the time um but yeah um but yeah it's and i think you know it's 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 exactly the same thing with the games industry where you know i, I have friends who are who are you know in the games industry i'll be like man you know that that sounds amazing and they're just like yeah, but I haven't had a lunch hour in six months. <laughs> you know, just the, and it, um, yeah, so the grass is always greener, I guess. Yeah. Um, My son was born a couple of months ago. Still don't know what he looks like. <laughs> Do you ever just turn around and be like, who is that tiny person? <laughs> and what is he doing? <laughs> and, um, it's, and, you know, I think... You know, the, oh, I, I uh, think... just, just to clarify, I don't have a son. I was... Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> then i then i withdraw my funding um that was pretend just you uh... are see i thought i was persuasive (laughs) (laughs) it's uh are you british um but (laughs) you just like the world's biggest conized oh man that'd be really depressing Um, american accent watch out (laughs) there's nothing there's nothing worse than an american person with a british accent though i've met Uh, a few of them (laughs) agreed Um, yeah, like talk, like the, and they just kind of use weird expressions that nobody in Britain uses. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like when people, you know, you probably say to people, "You're from America," and people are like, "Oh, well, howdy." And it's like, "No, I'm not from Texas, <laughs> and I'm not a cowboy, and it's not the 1880s." <laughs> it's just weird. But yeah, yeah, anyway, completely off topic. Yeah, we're, boy, we we wandered <laughs> See, off the path. This this is where you know at the beginning I said at some point I will have to edit it because I will get completely off topic. Point in case. But who could have predicted off topic would have would have meant uh, Brits with American accents? <laughs> Nobody. That's it. Yeah. Never never drink with me because it just goes uh, just goes weird. You'll be singing David Bowie in Vancouver by the time you know it. Um, but it's uh, yeah. So you know, so you know. Obviously, we've talked about kind of your influences in in terms of uh, books, in terms of films, in terms of games. So you know, it's is it is it kind of a thing that you do, do you ever get that moment where you've kind of looked at the game and gone, oh my god, I'm making the Game of Thrones game or the Song of Ice and Fire game, and had to kind of reel yeah. back those influences. Um. Well. I've never had that experience because uh, the pieces that I pull from uh, Martin are 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 really singular and tiny. Um, mm. The the game isn't isn't is really high fantasy. Is that it's the not... singular tiny thing? <laughs> I should have seen that one coming. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, every once in a while, after I'll be working for a long time, sort of trying to to build in a feature or something, and it's not working. It's not working. It's not working. And I'm thinking, am I wasting my time? And then it sort of starts to work and it starts to sort of bump into the other features and become like an experience. And mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just get a flash of Daggerfall and be like, oh, yeah, that's like the time I wandered into the into the main square. And, and it, 
you know, that guy looked at me or something and I, and I thought, Ooh, that's spooky. This wolf feels alive. Um, every once in a while I'll have moments like that. And, uh, those are like the little, you know, uh, nitrous boosts that, uh, uh, propel me forward. Um, and, and remind me that yes, somebody is going to be sitting on the other end of this at some point. They will be, I will be creating emotions in their mind. Uh, they will be real. Mm. Um, and uh, that that will make um, all the all the misery and late nights uh, completely worth every every moment. Yeah, and uh, and I think you know, like again, I'm really sorry to keep drawing parallels between you know, I'll do an interview and promote your project. That'll be great, and I'll just talk about my comic book for forty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we we basically covered my concept. I'm still a little blown away by yours. I, I've never heard of anything like that. So by all means. Uh, continue it's just this always happens i just i'm so bad at this i just bring people in under false pretenses and they just promote my comic but um no it's you know it's it's something i've always said with uh you know when when talking to luke is i don't care if this succeeds if it fails my wife sure as hell does but i don't um and <laughs> and uh you know what i've always said is um I just want an email from one person in the world who goes, I get it. That's all I want. That, 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 you know, just those three words, I get it and I'll be fine. And everything yeah. I do will be worth it. And, you know, it's, it's interesting hearing you talking about, you know, somebody sitting at the other side and kind of going, you know, just kind of investing in a world. And I, I think, you know, that's because I think, I guess that's the reason why, you know, everybody in the creative industry does what they does. It does what they does horrific english does what they do um but you know is is because of that um that kind of need and that lust and that want for just somebody to understand what they think or what they feel or you know and i think that's that's normally what drives people to create things and i think you know it's it's maybe it's maybe what these kind of massive studios that i have no problem with because i play their games and i love them but i think sometimes it's maybe what they lose sight of is that kind of you know there's that bob dylan thing where somebody said who do you write music for and he said i write music for me and if i write music for me chances are other people will probably like it um and i guess you know that's that's the thing that it sounds like you're doing is you're going this is the game that i want to play um and that's a good place to start i guess yeah, I, I hope so. Um, and and I think it's when you start adding too many people um, to the to the recipe or whatever, mm. um, it 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 gets harder and harder to hold on to that. I mean, even with uh, like I've worked on games with even just five people, and at that point, what we all want becomes so diluted. Um, unless you're willing to be, you know, uh, a horrible dictator about things, um, mm. and and typically yeah. I'm not. Like I. I, I prefer uh, to be inclusive. Um, the game sort of starts to turn to mush. You, you, re you really have to have a really powerful personality and drive to push your way through um, even a half dozen people. And by the time you get up to a, the size of uh, a major game studio, you know, 50, 100 people working on it, I mean, who's, who, whose impulse are you satisfying here? Like, yeah. who, whose specific desire is, is being met by the release of this game? You know, one guy's making an axe. Does he really hope that someone will look at that axe and and you know feel a shiver down their spine? Like they, you mean they it, don't? 
Well, uh, uh, like six graphic technicians have just killed themselves. Oh, uh, well, I mean, I, I, I'm there. <laughs> I'm at the visual effects. I, I went in and saying, I want to create moments for people. Mm. Um, and after revision 40, you know, on, on shot number, you know, 31 dash four, uh, which is on the screen for 120 frames. Um, I poured a hundred hours into it and there's literally no trace of my original artistic impulse in it. Yeah. Um, what possible connection do I have with a person at that point? Um, yeah. and I feel like it has to feel the same, uh, for game makers, even if you're at the top, even if you're the one distributing the work to people and saying, you know, go forth and realize my vision. Mm. I feel like it's gotta be hard to feel the, the connection through, uh, that many layers of, uh, um, interference. Yeah, and I, and I think the, the the thing is as well is it's why I, you know there's there's a few kind of big studios that that I've seen um, <clears throat> kind of dissolving into subsidiaries and mm. giving you know kind of smaller teams um, a lot of power and just saying you know well we hired you because we thought you were good so uh, so you know let's see what you can do and kind of you know and then but then there's the weird flip side of that where there's a lot of kind of big uh, studios that are absorbing all these little studios and then just killing them off and just kind of right. you know, um, like that, that's that's the eventuality I'm I'm hoping Kickstarter circumvents the mm. uh, the acquisition of indie uh, studios and projects by major studios you know that happened in in Hollywood mm. um, where they were gobbled up and then digested and then sort of regurgitated as these um, basically just another genre of film. Mm. Uh, but uh, yeah, again, hopefully, hopefully, Kickstarter will will let people work around that so that the indie um, projects can sort of exist on their own terms and uh, not be gobbled up like that. I'm, yeah, I've got my trust. Yeah, and I, I think you know it's that th it's that thing as well of it's one thing that that kind of I love about Kickstarter is um, is is seeing the people. I mean, I've. I've um I've got a couple of interviews lined up over the next few weeks with people from uh, Kickstarter campaigns, and you know like like I said to you before, I just love talking to people about the processes that they go through, and, you know what, what kind of drives them and what inspires them, and I think you know what I love about um about Kickstarter as as a kind of um, idea is that you don't just get this thing of um you know, you don't just get this kind of really highly polished production video at the end in your special edition copy. It's right. kind of, you, you watch somebody go through this process and you kind of go, you know, I, if I can give you 10 pounds, if I can give you 20 pounds, uh, just, just to let you sleep. Cause you look like you need it. Um, <laughs> you know, like, I'm fine with that. Um, and you know, it's, it's funny, isn't it? That, that you, you, because it's completely changed the way I think about games. Because you know the classic example is um, I play a lot of Project Zomboid, um, which you know I've been playing since it's kind of really early, kind of horrific. Well, it's still horrifically buggy, but I paid like the price of a normal game to play a broken game, and I love it. I love I love the fact that I get to see. You know, I, I get excited when I when I go on the blog and I get this update that says, you know, this has been implemented. This has been implemented. This has been implemented. Mm -hmm. I almost think, you know, that's that's an amazing thing because you start to take ownership of it and you start to kind of feedback in forums. And you know, as de as a developer, you know, what a wonderful what a wonderful insight to not have this thing where you you build up to this massive launch and then you release, and everybody kind of goes, yeah, it's all right. 
<laughs> like you know what a wonderful thing to you know imagine as a as a film you know i know that kind of the films industry is kind of this closed thing and works on um works on kind of hype um yeah but <clears throat> it's one thing well, i love about you, you were asking earlier about uh whether it was difficult to make a transition mm. from from sort of films to video games and this exact thing that you're talking about was actually the one sticking point it was reorienting myself to the idea that you don't build up to sort of this final product and then release it, mm. um, which kind of was the the way things were when I was you know buying games regularly. Yeah. Um, you'd read about it in magazines, and and there might be a trailer, there there would be a demo near uh, the release date, and then you'd have the final product. Mm. And when I sort of went to game developers and said, "Okay, how is this done now?" Um, because I, I'm I'm out of touch. Please tell me how does one promote a game these days? And they said, oh, well, just give them the alpha. And I said, are you out of your mind? Like, it's broken. Yeah. And they said, yeah, nobody cares. Like, they're, they're totally game for that. They, they want to see it um, evolve. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you send it out to people and they play it on YouTube and, mm -hmm. and, and they, they show their, their sessions to everybody. And this blew my mind. Mm -hmm. um, it was a, complete, a completely different approach to generating awareness than I was familiar with, uh, mm. familiar with. and um, uh, which is part of the reason why there isn't a playable alpha right now. Mm. Um, I thought the front end stuff was something I could safely ignore mm. until a few months before release. Um, but it turns out, uh, yes, players do actually need to control the game at this stage because they will be playing it. Yeah. Um, it th so, so sort of uh, centering myself around the idea that I'm, I, don't need to be hiding my, my mistakes. I don't need mm -hmm. to be releasing something polished. I can show them something that's messy and sloppy and mm -hmm. they'll understand. Yeah. That has actually been kind of difficult. And, and, and I think the weird thing is, is that <clears throat> a, lot of, a lot of these games, um, like I am willing to speculate now that you will have a video of a bug in your alpha that will have more views than your original trailer. Oh God, um, the axe swing. <laughs> but but, the, but it's weird because like the amount of games i discover through kind of being on the gaming channel on youtube and it'll just mm -hmm. be like weirdest glitch ever and it will just be like some guy on a horse that just kind of just implodes into this black hole and just like all, all the map just kind of gets sucked in and you're just like what is this game <laughs> and then you kind of look into it and it's just so weird and like you say it's that it's that weird thing of it's making yourself so vulnerable and it's kind of just putting it out there and saying, you know, find bugs and find this and find that. And it is such a, a terrifying thing. But I think once, once you do it and you start kind of hearing people responding positively to what, to what they, they see the potential in what you're doing, but then, but then kind of, they want to help. And all of a sudden you have, you have a, you have a QA team of like a thousand people. Um, yeah, that would cost that's, you so much money. <laughs> that's the other thing that's really shocked me is um, um, I've, I've always I'm really huge on feedback. I like hearing ideas, um, even if they're terrible ideas. They they at least um, they they tell me where people are coming from, what they're thinking. Mm. And uh, I strangely, again, this just sort of shows you how out of touch I was. I the idea of putting those questions out to uh, the, the supporters of the game at this stage hadn't occurred to me until someone told me point blank, yeah, you should do 
uh, you know, feature requests and stuff. And I, mm. and, um, the idea of, again, in films, you know, you've got this sort of very rigid, very structured way of getting feedback from people. You have like test screenings and things mm. where you've got a card and you sort of, you, you shuttle people in like cattle and you don't really trust them, um, to know what they want, uh, or to, to be able to think about an unfinished product, uh, uh, like you, you don't expect people to be savvy enough to understand that that green screen will be replaced, um, even though these days they probably you know they probably know. Yeah. So you show them very late in the game, and but the idea that I could show someone's uh, like a completely broken thing, and that they could not only understand what I was going for, but be able to help me get there with suggestions. Yeah. Um, it seems obvious now because I've gotten so much good feedback, but at the time it just again it just blew my mind. Yeah. And and I think you know that's the thing is it's 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 kind of reaugmenting the way you approach something and it, that's that's kind of the weirdest idea and again you know with with again with my comic book would he shut up about the comic book already but you know the the illustrator that I work with is kind of like we can't show people until it's finished until it's done until it's kind of you know fully illustrated and it looks beautiful and I want people to look at it and just like go my god I've never seen anything like this like he wants people in tears you know people <laughs> people naming their babies after us um and I was just like Doesn't. but but the thing is is that whatever we release somebody will go that looks just like x that looks exactly like why it sounds just like this and the classic example is somebody there are rumors in the film industry that somebody's making something very similar to what we're doing and he uh -huh. freaked out and i was like don't worry because we'll do it better it's fine like don't worry about it yeah. do. and you know i guess it's kind of in a similar way as people will look at frontiers and say you know oh it's it's it looks like skyrim it looks like it looks like a kind of super spruced up version of Daggerfall, you know, or whatever. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. No, um, it's the best possible thing. I Yeah. And what a compliment. <laughs> you know, like, well if really, so I mean I don't know if I if I was just dropped on my head at birth or something, but um something odd I've noticed about myself is that uh, uh I just don't have that connection that makes me feel anxious about just ripping something off mm. um like when, when somebody says you know oh i'm like i i just notice other people hedge a lot more they'll say oh i'm making this thing but 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 you know let me explain why it's not really you know a, a complete ripoff of this thing yeah, yeah. um and i, I just want to say i don't care i mean mm. everything's a ripoff um and so yeah. when somebody says this looks like Daggerfall looks like you're copying Daggerfall. I'm like, yes, you are. You are now completely oriented to the to what I'm trying to achieve. Congratulations, you understand the game. Um, and uh, I, I don't even feel the need to elaborate, uh, except perhaps to uh, keep their expectations in check. Mm. So yeah, I think, I, I'm, you know, I'm glad I picked a genre with a recognizable name and and some recognizable titles because I, I think it does help people yeah, get and, on. And, and that's the thing, isn't it? Is it's like I always remember my dad always says to me there's no inspiration without imitation right and that, and that every single person that makes him sound like a businessman he's an artist um but it just makes him sound like like he's some kind of guy in a boardroom like there's no inspiration without <laughs> imitate but he's not like that um he's no, kind no, of like a, a lot of a, the best artists i know say they echo that sentiment you mm. know um it's it's the uh uh and on the other end of the spectrum um 
you know, there's sort of the middle ground that most of us occupy. Then there are the incredible artists who say that with utter confidence that they've earned, right? Mm. And then at the very bottom um, are are the people like me in screenwriting. I would probably qualify for <laughs> this. Um, where I'm so desperate to not look like a complete hack um, that the <laughs> suggestion that, you know, like th- that if there was one area where I might have felt uncomfortable with someone saying you ripped that off, it would have been screenwriting just because I was so insecure about um, what I could accomplish. Yeah. So. And I, I, but I think it's that thing, isn't it? If I always love like, there there have been a few occasions in my life where where I've met people that are kind of true inspirations to me mm-hmm. and I've and I've sat there and I've gone like you are amazing and you are the you know you are you are the pinnacle of what I want to be and what I you know look at and what I respect in a human being and they go you think I'm good you should have met this guy and I think you know that's but I, that's kind of naturally what humans do is no matter no, you know no matter how um kind of high up people people get in in the kind of creative field or whatever field they always aspire to to be their inspiration and that's not a bad thing that's that's what keeps humans progressing that's a good thing um but you know i i do think and it's like if imagine if there was no elder scrolls or daggerfall or sorry uh, elder scrolls daggerfall or skyrim or ultima or you know all these kind of massive open world games if somebody went so what's your game about you go um how long have you got (laughs) um, so it's really nice to be able to kind of go you know it's like it's like me with you know people say what's your comic book and i say it's the lord of the rings meets snatch and people go that sounds really weird but i'm kind of okay with that um so you know it sounds really weird and it's and it's at the same time it's something i can chew on like if those two (laughs) things exist if we didn't have the vocabulary yeah, I'd probably be here all night, but um, <laughs> yeah. but just saying that puts puts something in my head that uh, I'm still sort of turning it over and trying to figure out how it works. Um, it, it's <laughs> very it intriguing. Way. I've I've <laughs> I've been writing it for like a year and a half now, and I don't think it works. So it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> you can edit that part out of the podcast. Yeah, you're gonna need a lot more time. Um, <laughs> but, um, no, I mean honestly, I could I could sit here and and talk all night because because um, you're a nice guy and you <laughs> you seem to kind of think on the same wave as me. Um, but maybe you know what might be an idea is you know um, let's let's have another special you know in a, in a kind of couple of months time and just or okay. you know six months time and just kind of look back at what you're doing. Um, and you can go ignore everything I said. It's nothing like any of those things. <laughs> it's, uh... yeah, or, or I can just recount my uh, slow, steady um, uh, fall into alcoholism and despair over the last <laughs> several months. <laughs> and it was after my sixteenth bottle of Jack Daniels that I really realized <laughs> that I had a problem. <laughs> I put my game on top of my screenplays and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll just I'll phone you and you'll just go. I've written a screenplay. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> um, it's, just stay with it. It's <laughs> it's like Pretty Woman meets Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's going to change everything. <laughs> I, I did have one idea um, that I I, I, I don't want to tackle it myself because I wouldn't do it justice. But my brother-in-law were uh, hashing out um, a movie called Bloodsport Ballerina. And it's, a, it's about... Well, yeah. See, there you go. Solve, solve. I'll give you the money now. That's so if anybody's listening, please write that and send it to me because I want to read it, but I don't have the time. 
it's like <laughs> I always wanted. I always had this idea of I wanted to buddy a buddy kind of road trip comedy, kind of inspired by you know the 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 films of the eighties uh, that I used to watch like City Slickers and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And it would be about um, <laughs> about a Catholic priest and a country and western singer with Tourette. Um, <laughs> And I just had these two characters just sitting in kind of the front of a, a Cadillac. And I was just like, this is going to be the best film ever. Like, there's, there's, there's no way this could go wrong. Um, so again, you know, if anybody wants to make my dreams come true, um, then, then then write in. Maybe maybe we're doing the wrong thing. Maybe that's what we should do is just prey on the generosity of the internet to uh, to make our dreams reality. Well, isn't that what we're doing with Kickstarter? Yeah. <laughs> you can cut that out too. <laughs> it's like, because it's, I always live, there's always that thing in Kickstarter when you get like this Kickstarter campaign, you're just like, this guy just wants me to pay his salary so he can quit his job. <laughs> it's just like, I haven't done anything, but I have this really cool idea where like, there's there's like a spaceship and it's you've never seen a spaceship like it. And it's just like, well, I'm not giving you my money. Like, that's, that's like if people just gave me money to just do what I wanted to do, I'm fine with that. But that's not how it works. Make something, then I'll give you money. Um, but yeah, anywho, it is a bizarre system. I I, con- I confess, um, uh, I uh, the idea of people giving me money for an unfinished product does make me feel like a fraud. And uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's that sort of nervous reaction where you think, you know, I could abscond to like Costa Rica with all this money, and they, they couldn't stop me. <laughs> You know, like how you're not supposed to think about something, so you just keep thinking about it more. I have always Uh, quite liked the sound of Cuba. (laughs) (laughs) And they'd never send me back. (laughs) Actually, you know what? I don't don't know why I think I'd be safe. Um, With the the way Fez turned out, who knows? They'd probably send an assassin or something. (laughs) A really pixelated assassin with a Fez. Um, Right. That'd be amazing. No, but I think, you know, if you were to just kind of release half-finished products and make people pay you for them, you'd just be Microsoft, so don't worry about it. They, they're doing really well. <laughs> it's like Windows 8, what is that? Um, but yeah, um, no, I shouldn't hate Microsoft. They do lots of cool things. Um, I, I, I look at Microsoft, I mean, I use their products and I just, they're like a giant retarded dinosaur that just keeps tripping over its own feet. <laughs> And I just, and it, it's too slow to hurt me. And so I just sit back with some popcorn and just watch and laugh because it's, it's just <laughs> funny how bad they're screwing up right now. See, oh, I kind of, I, I have a weird analogy, but it's kind of similar where I kind of think, you know, you have the uncle that you've always kind of suspected, suspected may touch children. Um, <laughs> but you've kind of, you've Just kind of, dark. <laughs> we'll cut it. It's fine. But, but you kind of, they were really nice to you when you were younger, so you didn't really want to. You don't really want to kind of hate them too much. It's like right, right. you know, they used to be the cool uncle that would bring you Lego, but now they've got weird and they always smell of alcohol, and uh, and you know, like always seen standing outside schools and stuff. Um, and there's as, as rumors about them. I'm, I'm on board with this analogy. <laughs> but no, that's that's how I think of Microsoft. Is it's like you know. I wouldn't have I I wouldn't have had anything to do if it wasn't for Halo for like ten years. Um, I'd have been even more sad and alone than I was before I met my wife. Um, so you know I thank them for that. But um, but yeah, it's just kind of watching this weird kind of suicidal 
um yeah like you say just kind of sit back and just watch them slowly <laughs> die um, uh, it helps that they have enough cash to you know survive almost anything like i it's not going to tank them or anything so th- there's you can you can genuinely enjoy the pain while knowing that no one's really getting hurt that's that's the upside <laughs> and the great thing is is that it's that it's that funny thing of kind of like watching them slowly die but with loads <laughs> of money it's just like I can't wait to see what they release next because it's just going to be weird. <laughs> I know, I know. It's just going to be like Steve Ballmer just on kind of a bucking bronco just screaming at the top of his voice. <laughs> <laughs> just wielding kind of a coffee machine with a toaster on top and like just this weird kind of bastardised kitchen TV thing and he'll just shout Xbox on at it for like 10 <laughs> minutes. and it'll just... <laughs> While flapping his hands. Yeah, just, I can't wait to see that. I just, I don't care. The best thing about this whole thing, I, I, I love, without irony, I love the way that the internet um, sort of pits these companies against each other in gladiatorial combat. You know, it creates <laughs> heroes and villains um, yeah. out of people who, you know, are probably much less exciting in, in real life. And we get to see <laughs> Sony versus Microsoft. And, and uh, I, I consider it a, a serious, legitimate form of entertainment. <laughs> um, when, when you get a really good battle going, it's it's better than uh, than a chariot race, you know. It's just, it's, uh... <laughs> See, to me, the thing that they missed out on was if I was Guillermo del Toro, I still believe there's time before Pacific Rim's release <laughs> to, just, to just phone Sony and Microsoft and say, "Can we just brand our robots? Can we just uh... can we just put a Microsoft logo on one and a Sony logo on the other, and just watch these massive kind of." 10 you know 10,000 foot monsters just punching the crap out of each other for the for the sake of Microsoft and Sony I just I'd love well, it. the problem is it's a tougher sell because at this point you'd have to put the the Microsoft logo on one of the creatures and ah, Sony, yeah yes. yeah that's the, even better though <laughs> would be better. or or we could make we could make one of them Apple and then we could ah oh. Oh, there we do you, go. Do you, ha- do you have... You're a visual It'll effects. It'll be really get me, shiny. Get me Gilda, Gilda del Toro's number now. I'm going to pitch it to him. Oh, I can, <laughs> I can see the Apple Jaeger now. It'll just be a big cylinder with legs. And, uh, <laughs> and a big glowing uh, Apple logo uh, at the center, sort of Iron Man chest thing. Yeah, it'll be perfect. And then, and then there'll just be some guy standing at the front going, but it's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> uh I love it. It's great. And you, like you say, you know, just because the great thing is, is that if it succeeds, you get a great product and something that you use all the time. If it fails, you just get hours of conversation with your friends. It's a win-win situation. It is. Um, it really is. There's no, no one has any downside here. No. Except, no. except but we're not going to, yeah. <laughs> win-win. <laughs> but anyway, we should wrap this up. Man, I could just talk for hours and hours and hours. I've I've met somebody genuinely like minded, and that doesn't often happen. Um, likewise, norm- likewise. N- normally, by this point, the person has left, or I've offended them, or um, they've I've offended them and they've left. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, it, no, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you, and uh, I just I just want to talk and talk and talk about your game, and uh, yeah, we'll. We'll, we'll chat again, definitely. Awesome, awesome. So that's it for part two of uh, the Doom Ray Frontier special. Um, so again, you know, this this is a really amazing project and, and one that, you know, I feel kind of really strongly and passionately about. Um, 
which if you're my friend on Facebook or uh, or Twitter, you'll you'll probably have seen that. Um, and you know, uh, there's there's the campaign on Kickstarter. We'll we'll drop a link in the description. And you know, just please back it because it, it is a great great project. And you know, we're we're only doing this through kind of love for the game. So um, it'd mean a lot um, if you if you could back it in any way you can. And um, you know, the the last thing that's worth saying is is that. Um, at the at the end of the interview, um, me and Lars discussed um, maybe doing a regular spot on the on the show, giving us updates on the development and so on, um, and then doing kind of a larger special in a few months' time that would that would really kind of um, take us up to date with what was happening um, with the development. So um, stay tuned. There'll be a lot more on this game, um, and hopefully a lot more from Lars. And uh, yeah, keep listening and uh, and get on Kickstarter and back it. Thanks very much. Bye bye.